Opa Gundam style. Should be open all my Gundam toy style. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Pretty I'm good. Sure. Welcome back to Wow Cool Robots. After a Thanksgiving. Woohoo. We've given thanks for Gundam. We've given thanks for podcast. Uh, I'm Max. I use he, him pronouns. My co-hosts are... Uh, I'm Dan. I use he, they pronouns. I'm Yuria, she, her. And we're just chilling. We, 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 we personally can't relate to the troubles in this episode because we've already clinched our playoff position. So we get to watch everyone else kind of scramble to get their points in line. But it's fine. We're in the playoffs. We're good. We get to watch from a nice vantage point as Say and Reiji do their cool sports and tricks. I didn't realize that we'd be getting, oh, that's a baseball in Gundam. <laughs> yeah, I'm so glad that somehow, someway, Gundam Build Fighters managed to figure out a way to make a baseball scene. It's it's so good. You got Star Platinum, <laughs> both pitching and catching. You got, fuck, what was Darby's stand? Uh, oh, shit. Was, I should know this. I, yeah, it's... uh. Why am I forgetting? I only remember Darby the Gambler and Darby right. the Gamer. Darby the but... Gamer. Oh, you mean Dagul? Or... Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Atum. That was his stand. Mm-hmm. That's right. They God. were. I was thinking of Arcana, but right. Uh, Battle in Egypt used uh, gods. Uh-huh. Uh, they done did ran out of the Arcana. Um, uh, that's almost Gundam... like Atum. What if Gundams did have stands? That uh, would be... Tomino, get on it. That would be... I mean... Harrowing. <laughs> I mean, a Gundam is a stand if you think hard enough about it. Yeah, I mean, and honestly, like a lot of the early UC new types also kind of have stands. Like there is that one point in Zeta where Haman like manifested like a fucking like psychic phoenix. That's basically a stand. Well, we're halfway there then. Oh boy. Um, we are here to talk about build fighters. And Yuri, I believe that you have the summary for this first wonderful episode. I do indeed. Episode 13. Battle weapon. You hush. <laughs> Alright. We start off with Reggie nursing his wounds, and the flashback reveals that yes, he did in fact beat be back all three of those goons. And the bruising was more than anything, he took the baseball back to his wrist while wearing his bracelet. However, it still hurts. The tournament is now entering a new phase where everyone has to draw using a giant gashapon machine and each weapon or each number has a specific weapon that seems to be given to each of the gunpla. Say and Reggie draw their lots and they are next against the Thailand champion, Luang Delara. The fights go a bit chaotic as we have examples such as the Camp for Amazing winning with a set of Tomfas against a railgun and the Wing Gundam Finise just basically slicing a Wadam in half with scissors. Then Ray and Re- uh, Say and Reggie's fight come up, and they find out they have a like just three baseballs that are essentially just the RB seventy nine balls colored white, and even a little baseball hat. And then it's soon revealed that the fight is rigged in Wong's favor, as a baseball stadium just pops up, and the Abigor. Abigor Bine is wielding a Kanabo like a bat, and it's now revealed that Luong is, in fact, also part of a national baseball team. Reggie, not really having any idea how to play baseball, just throws the balls at him. Uh, the second one 
is batted back. Reggie tries to catch- well, he does catch it, but it then reveals his injury. Say activates RG mode to assist and give the star build strike more power to help Reggie in this. And then with the third strike, using, again, the star platinum pose with the leg up and the fact that even in the episode it's revealed to be just like a manga baseball, the third ball goes flying so hard that even when Luang tries to bat at it, it just pushes him back, flying through the stadium wall, and basically ring out. Winning the match for the star build strike. Uh, this shit whipped. This shit's so fucking cool. We got Todd Gonzalez on the ones and twos here. This is basically just the Kojima method of, I want this in. We're having a baseball episode. Yeah, like, it's... it. I'm so glad that the show found a way to do the kind of, like, gimmick episode in such a hysterically fun way. Kind of like how Dragon Ball Super also had that baseball episode, where it turns uh. out that, like... Yamcha was the best one there because he's the only one who actually plays baseball. Um, yeah. It's great. It's so... Oh, God, this episode is so good. Uh, we learn, first off, that the reason Reiji's wrist exploded is because he just, like, took a fucking, like, metal bat hit to his, like, gold bracer to wrist with it. Buddy, uh-uh. That's not right. That's not That's not how to win a fight. Doesn't seem that broken anything, at least, but, oh, dear. It is sure yeah. red. It's really funny. I mean, it's so shonen how basically, like, this is only an issue for one episode, and he overcomes it by just, like, gritting his teeth and, like, firing up his will. Like, you know what? If if that was how everyone's injury could, like, be taken care of, oh, I want to live in a shonen world. Who the hell is screaming outside? God, there's, like, there's a bunch of school children, and I swear to God, they play tag for, like, an hour and a half outside after school. But they scream bloody murder, and it gets me every time. No, come no, no, no. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're using beam attacks. Uh, <laughs> exactly. Uh, oh no, so, it's me as a kid when I was watching Dragon Ball at like ten years old. Oh, we are all absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um. So we see we, we we cut after that opening. We see we get the intro. The last time we hear it. Uh. Funny enough, mm, um, yeah. we're yeah. in front of we're in front of the Porcha building, and uh, Ral and China are here, and we learn that like China's staying with relatives so she can cheer Seon, but like it's a little Abbott and Costello comedy of errors where he's like, oh, you don't have to watch me every day, and Sheena's like, well, maybe I have other things to do that are better than watching you, and it's really awkward. Um, and then Rambo Ral makes a joke I didn't understand. Yeah, his, his butt itches. He I, has I thought- he has butt disease. I- uh, I've seen this joke before, and like the whole you have hemorrhoids thing. I've seen it before, and I still don't get it. And they, I, they do they do it again later, but not a third time. It just just sort of happens. Uh, the, the, the fact that he does it in front of when Say's being awkward with Gina, and then when Reiji's being awkward with Isla makes me think it's some kind of like distracting, like awkward kids like with having crushes on each other thing again. I don't know why it has to be like Rambo Rao has butt disease and he has hemorrhoids. I really, truly no. don't understand it. Uh, if he had Pepto-Bismol, maybe he wouldn't have died. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so, he, uh, yeah, so we we then see, like, Reiji and uh, uh, Isla meeting up, uh, and they, like, talk about, uh, they talk about the fight from the other night, and uh, apparently, like, uh, Isla's, Isla's just kind of annoyed because, uh, though 
Reiji might not understand it, she really could easily take those guys and beat them up on her own. Uh, mm-hmm. I believe it. She's an enhanced yeah. human. Yeah, she's... I think she might be a new type. I think uh, she might be a real-life new type in Gundam Heaven. Who's to say? Uh-huh. Uh, and Reiji, yeah, Reiji's like, it's always oh, it a matter of family honor to protect you, and Isla, like, blushes and twirls her hair and is kind of like... Thanks, Reiji, and like jogs off, like I guess happy to kind of get that weight off her chest. Um, and yeah, this is when Rambaral does the funny I have an exploding butt bit when Reiji's yeah. like, Oh, you have hemorrhoids, dude. <laughs> Again, yeah. I really, this is clearly some kind of like Japanese cultural joke that I'm too American to understand. Uh huh. Uh, so Isla like checks in with her manager on their battle bus. Yeah, uh, the fucking like Eggman Sonic the Hedgehog trailer. Mm hmm. Uh, I've, I, I feel like there, I'm starting to notice over the last few weeks with a lot of podcasts that I've been on, there's sort of a trend of mobile battle fortresses in the 2010s. All I'm saying is that I think Fast and the Furious could exist in Gundam Heaven. Well, of course, yes. This is a Uh, joke that people who listen to both our podcasts will only understand. And... (laughs) And, like, subscribe to our Patreon. Um, uh-huh. but- oh, that's, right. Yeah, that's right. You gotta, you gotta have paid money to understand that joke. Um, uh, so, anyways. Uh, Gunpla Battle World Championship. That's right. Uh, uh, we are... We, we get, like, uh, a little thing where you have to do OSP for your weapons. Uh, this you- is so funny. Uh-huh. You get a big gachapon machine where you have to, like, turn the crank and you get a number. And uh, whatever your number is determines what weapons you get. But uh, mm-hmm. who knows what those what we- You won't know what they are until the battle starts. Yeah. Uh, I-, I didn't write down every number that we get here. Notably, Isla gets my favorite number, which is 16. Uh, yeah. And Majin Kawaguchi, since he's the best to ever do it, he does get number one. Uh, yeah. I and- remember Mal got number seven. Ah, uh, lucky. Uh, but the important thing is that, uh, uh, Say and Reiji, uh, also, very important to note, Reiji's, like, Reiji's, like, wrist is still fucked up, so he's not really, he doesn't really want to turn the crank, he makes Say do it, and, uh, they get number 44, the most unlucky number Uh in Japanese culture. Guido Mista is losing his fucking mind right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, of course, we don't know what this will refer to, um, but we do know that they're up against Luang, who got number 43. So I don't know if you're just up against the number next to yours or what, but regardless, we know that they're up against Luang. um, And he, like, walks up to them all stoic and badass, and then he just kind of starts geeking out about how cool they are and how excited he is to fight. And it's like, oh, he's actually not that scary. He's just, like, a cool guy. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, he's, but Reiji doesn't shake his hand. Yeah. Reiji, he, he's doing the Dolman thing where Reggie is bragging about he's going to win no matter what, even though, yeah. like, you don't have to win every single battle. Well, I mean, we learn next episode. That is true. Yeah. Uh, it's very it's <laughs> very sad when it happens. Uh, yeah, he won't shake his hand, I think, because, like, uh, the hand he would have to shake would be, like, the one that got hurt. Yeah, uh, his wrist exploded. And this, that's a really funny payoff later when he shakes him with his left hand. Um, but they're going to square off. We see Mashita's assistant. She's in the wings, and she's thinking, oh, the boys are going to lose. This is all set up. Um, 
I don't know if it was. I mean, it had to have been set up that they got number forty-four because, of course, I mean, we knew they were going to fight yeah. Luong, but e- either way, um, we see the battles. We see Kabaguchi gets these cool tonfas. He fights a Zaku Flipper that has this railgun that doesn't know how to use it. Uh, yeah. Notably, the Zaku Flipper is painted like armored trooper Votoms, right? Yeah. Hmm. And like, I thought it was like. I thought it was a Zaku Amazing that just had a weird kind of like scoped out head, but no, it is like this thing called a Zaku Flipper that just is like, what if a Zaku was underwater and also a Sam Fisher? Uh huh. Well, it can't it, be it, a Zaku Amazing because Asian's right there. Yeah. Not, I'm sorry, not Zaku Amazing, the Zaku F2000. Oh, okay. Yes. That's what I meant. Yeah, it, it has a kind of like big, bulky, square shoulders, but again, the Zaku Flipper is so stupid looking. It just has like all these like scopes on it. Um, but it's painted green like Votoms, and it loses because Kawaguchi kind of chastises the pilot for, you don't know your weapon. Uh-huh. It's fine. He fired the railgun and just got knocked on his ass right away. Mm. Yeah. I guess because he tried to fire in midair. There's kickback to it. Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, Mao is playing Splatoon. Yeah, he gets a fucking spray gun. This is not uh, a weapon. Yes. Uh, thankfully, he just sprays his opponent in the face with it and takes his weapon, which is a big hammer. Yeah, it's it, and he's fighting a Zeus Gundam from G Gundam. Oh. I didn't notice the chariot, so point deduction, very sad. But he does, he's like, you know, he kind of cheekily goes, oh, there wasn't rules about taking your opponent's weapons. Uh, he wins. And we see Isla. She gets these things that I can only describe as the Gusion Rebake Full City Shield Scissors, uh, uh-huh. which did not exist at this point in time because this show came out in like 2013 or 14 and IBO wouldn't come up for another year or two. But regardless, it's just kind of like a big ass pair of like, it's a shield that can split into scissors. <laughs> and she cuts a goon in half with it. Goon being the actual name of the mobile suit that she cuts in half. Very <laughs> fucking seed ass design. Uh... Nils gets the coolest something I've seen in my life, by the way. It is a stingray. I like it. I mean, it's like, it's a little, it's it's garish and over-designed because it is a seed enemy suit, but like, it's called the goon. You gotta love it. Uh, yeah, Nils gets to like, uh, he hangs a dude with like an energy lasso. He has a fucking beam yo-yo. That is the uh-huh. sickest weapon I've ever seen in Gundam. Yeah, well, it's... It's the, uh, uh combatler yo-yo. Okay, so, so is this whole episode just kind of, like, a very, like, old mecha reference then? Because we got the Votoms. Um, or I guess, no, I'm sorry. I think it's the next or the third episode where we see um, th- there is, there's, like, a Psycho Gundam being painted, like, another, like, 70s, 80s mecha color. But regardless, again, Nils has a beam yo-yo and it's so fucking sick and he, like, literally hangs a Dryson with it. It's kind of gruesome a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> It's it's wild. Uh, he uh, the next one is like uh, it's uh, Fellini versus uh, this other guy. The other guy just got like a pistol, but like scaled down to like human sizes, so he can't use it with his giant gunpla fingers. Well, yeah, he, he's in a wadom. Yeah, the wadom is a little weird like that, so that actually makes sense. It's like 40 meters tall, I think. It's like So it's twice as tall as a regular Gundam. So if he had a regular suit, he'd be able to use it just fine, but he can't. He has like has a pinch it between two fingers. And then Fellini. Fellini has heat scissors, but he does not even open them. He just melt, like heats them up and like slices down the middle. Uh-huh. Yep. This, is the, up, this is the Italian style. Keeping up the tradition of defeating wadoms in very humiliating ways, just like in turn A. Yeah. Um... 
and then so we're, we're squaring up we're getting ready for Saiyan Radies match and, and Luang walks up and Chena's in the crowd with Ral and she asks him hey is he any good and Ral responds he's like Shar Aznable, Johnny Raiden, Rana Gato. alright man <laughs> she doesn't know who any of those are <laughs> we get uh, it you watched UC Gundam <laughs> I will say pro ups for him referencing Johnny Raiden like give me, give me like the weird MSV characters that don't show up ever I want to see what Shin Matsunaga's up to uh, so, uh, we come to the main, <laughs> the main attraction of this episode, uh, uh, Build Strike gets from case number 44, uh, a hat, uh, a big <laughs> catcher's mitt, and three, three baseballs. Yeah, uh, they are RB79 balls painted white. Oh, it's so fucking cute. Like there's it's I love this. I want I mean, then they wouldn't do this. They wouldn't build like a high grade effects kit that has like a vaguely high grade shaped visor and like the little balls you can hold. But God, I want it so bad. Uh huh. And Uh, like Mashita laughs his ass off seeing this. And then but he doesn't know what a baseball is. mm -hmm. Like he's like, oh, this is funny. What, what, What does he have, though? My dear assistant. Yeah, uh, he's he's got baseballs, and then uh, because he got the baseballs, <laughs> this is so uh, insane. An entire baseball stadium rises up from the ground, uh, complete with field, uh, pitcher's mound, and a scoreboard. Uh, oh, that's a baseball. And up against him is Long Dollara. He's got the big Conabo, uh, and he's gonna use it like a baseball bat. This this fucking rules. This is this is hysterical. There's like a Haro painted like a baseball that's like hovering behind the kind of like catch zones as the, as the umpire. Um, oh yeah, we you see. Make, you can't make the Haro the balls. You have to make the Haro the referee. Exactly. The funniest part is we see uh, Delara walks up to the plate with with the Kanapo, and he also has the fucking visor. It's like dangling off the Abagorbine's horns. Oh it doesn't God, fit on his head. I didn't notice that. That's so good. <laughs> this is the best episode of an anime I've seen in my life. Uh, and R- Ral, ever the strategist, is like, "Oh, this is gonna be really good because like, Ra- no one knows Ragey's pitching style. Uh, of course, also no one knows that Ragey's wrist is in a billion pieces." <laughs> Uh, he says that, I mean, the average of even the greatest batter is only 30%, so the pitcher has a 70% chance of winning. But uh, then we find out... <laughs> That's insane. Uh, what was that? that was such a weird thing to say. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't think that's true, Ral. Because uh-huh. my star build strike is a genetic freak. Yeah, <laughs> He's a genetic freak and he's not normal. Uh, he's he's not normal because he has the RG really good system inside him. <laughs> uh, Luang Dalara, as it turns out, was a member of the Thai national baseball team, was scouted by the major leagues, and his batting average was 89.9%. Pretty fucking good. Uh, so, the first match, and or the first pitch ends with like a foul ball. Uh, they, like, have to do another one, and we see that, like, uh, uh, Reiji's hand- wrist is, like, all fucked up, so it's affecting his ability. Uh, mm, can't throw good. Uh, the second one, they, he, like, pit- he, like, bats it, and it, like, he, 
like Reiji catches it in its hands, uh, and uh, he kind of like fucks up the mitt. Uh, the mitt, I mean, that yes, is the line what happens. The mitt fucking shatters and explodes. And like, I really, okay, I, I don't I don't know if we mentioned the first time he hits that foul ball, where it, like, the actual ball is a real thing because it leaves the arena and like knocks a soda out of Kirara's hand. And it like mm-hmm. fucking like nearly like brains one of the people in the crowd as it like spins to a halt next to his seat. It's so choice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the second ball, the glove explodes so now say is like all right we got to activate the rg system and i guess this is a reference to real grade mobile suit gunpla kits um yeah because like they only had the build strike real grade no star build strike or maybe i don't know if there was a p bandai thing i think i think it was only p bandai in fact because i i remember seeing there's a 1 100 this isn't right Maybe there's it's, not a real grade. Yeah, it's a radial general purpose system, and I guess it lets him just redistribute. It it get I it's explained more in detail later, but kind of uh, it lets him put all the power into like his pitching arm. Yeah, it's the fucking Star Trek uh, full power to shields type shit. Um, I guess the, the the thing what it, like the animation of it is that it kind of like you see the inner frame glow, and I guess it's a reference to real grades being that will like soon. I guess they just were a thing. The... They were a thing for at least three years. Right, yeah, because the first worker is like 2010 or 2011 with the with grandpa. Um, yeah, the whole thing is like real grade kits have that inner frame and high grades don't. So like when the inner frame glows, it's like, oh, it's real grade. It's the RG system. It stands for really good. <laughs> um, and he activates it and it concentrates it like all into the right arm. And Say tells him exactly how to move and he like, you know, uh, twist your arm back, swing your leg up, slam it down, and he as he throws like the fucking eyes of the star build like light a flame, and he like <laughs> this is so funny. He throws the ball and, and Delara hits it, but like he hits it, but he still gets pushed back and like fucking blows up the stadium as he like flies back into it. It's really funny, and the funniest part is you see behind the uh, the star build as it stands in victory. That the ball was traveling at 870 kilometers per hour. <laughs> well, I did the math, and I don't know if I did the math correctly, because I was typing this like one-handed on like a little notepad document, half my screen. But th- a 17.7 meter, because I believe that's how tall the star build is, 17.7 meter Gundam throwing a ball 870 kilometers per hour is the equivalent of a roughly 5'10 person throwing the ball at a staggering 55 miles an hour. <laughs> so that's really slow. Oh, it's slow. I didn't know. Oh, I mean, like, Major League Baseball, you're hitting, like, 100 sometimes. Okay. Th- this okay. is half... This is, like, a little bit more than half the speed of, like, fucking Randy Johnson. This is, this is like, baby numbers. It's very funny that it's, like, lit uh-huh. on fire and shit. That's um, great. Uh, it's good, and the star builds arm falls off and explodes. Very sad. Rip. It's fine. He, say probably has like a briefcase full of spare arms and legs. <laughs> Just opens up his trench coat. He's suddenly wearing it. It's all arms and legs. Yeah, what are you buying? Uh, Delara congratulates the boys, and Reiji ends up shaking his hand with his left hand because his wrist is in pieces. And uh, Masha's assistant is like mortified and silent and like won't say anything when Mashita's like what happened how did they win so I guess she has skin in the game or just feels really bad as an assistant yeah uh one thing that like happens during this like big epic pitch 
is uh, they do like this little visual thing where uh, instead of showing like the face plates for the gunpla, it shows like the face plates of the fighters. Yeah, it does the G Gundam thing. It's really cool. I mean, we saw that in like the kind of ending graphics uh, where it's well, like they're they're wearing the suits as if they're clothes. Yeah, they're wearing like a little a little cosplay. Uh, yeah. It's just in this part, it's much more like G Gundam, like when the God Gundam is up against the Master Gundam. Oh, it's so good. That that shot where like the face like boo 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 comes into pieces like over him. Oh god, G Gundam's so good. Uh, we get the credits, we get the ending song for the last time. Uh, spoiler alert, this one's better than the other one. Uh, we, yeah. we see Isla, she ain't doing so well. She's like in her super suit and like has to take the helmet off, but like she's like resting up and then she sees Say and Reiji walk by and of course they don't know her because they don't know that she's goes in that suit when she battles. I guess they've literally never seen her fight before. Um, but I guess this is when she learns Reiji's name finally because she hears Say uh, mention it. Because again, they've had these interactions and I don't think either of them know each other's name. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of the episode, though. Woo-hoo. Gotta say. Tremendous. Very, very, very good. All right. I will do my best to summarize uh, episode 14. I only wrote uh, notes for about half the episode. Uh, let's do it anyways. Okay. Yeah. So, episode 14. Codename C. For the cold open, we opened with a flashback to Isla being given the offer to take part in the Gunpla Battle World Championship. Then, we go to the present as she looks up Reiji on her future phone. There's a new OP! I don't know if it hits as hard. <laughs> uh, it's still good, just doesn't hit as hard. Uh, the episode proper begins with a montage of gunplay challenges. Uh, Sei must perform sharpshooting while Reiji's arm heals. Several gunplay take place in a Tamire... Tamire? Uh, competition. Tamire? Might be Tamire. That uh, sounds right. Yeah. Uh, Mao, Sei, and Reiji take part in a triples match uh, uh, and win. Uh, our heroes have a meal, and uh, Reiji explains that his arm is almost fully healed. Uh, they have been undefeated so far, but uh, so are the other like top 12 fighters. Or top 10. Top 12 including them. Uh, if they lose, the rankings could still change it against their favor. Uh, Chairman Mashita is freaking out because... He really, really hates Reiji's guts for reasons we won't fully explain, and will do anything to keep him from succeeding. As it turns out, anything includes hiring an elite professional criminal by the code name of C to help him cheat. The next Gunpla battle is a series of Gunpla races. Player- players must race Gunpla across the track, and points only go to first place. Any and all Gunpla are permitted, even fighters and support craft, but conversely, Players are permitted to shoot down their opponents. As Say works on modifying Build Strike for the race, he orders Reiji to go to the hospital to ensure his wrist is fully healed. Uh, on his way out, he runs into Isla, who reveals she knows his name. Uh, she asks him how he can take this so seriously if it's a game to him, but to him, the fact that it's a game allows him to take it seriously. It, it's fun to him. He likes it. And she leaves upset because, for her, Gunpla has only brought pain. The races begin. Uh, we watch all the important characters who aren't Sei or Reiji when they're racing. Now, it's time for Sei and Reiji. Mr. Meanwhile, Mr. Rawl drives China to the match and reveals that somehow he is 35 years old. Uh, as they leave the parking lot, Mr. Rawl sh- spots a shady figure and follows him. Uh, the race begins. 
Build Strike easily take it, takes the lead and uses the its energy absorber to absorb the blasts that are sent its way and turn it into big energy rings or energy wings. But on the third lap, it gets pulled into a lake. Uh, as it turns out, this is Mr. C, who has set up a little uh, a little uh, pirate gunpla station to uh, uh, to interfere in the match. Uh, people are watching this, including, uh, including Rinko, who is losing her shit. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Raul is able to track down the shady figure, uh, Mr. C, and gets into a fight with him. Uh, the two duke it out, uh, and, uh, s- thankfully Mr. Raul is able to, uh, uh, get a hold of an incoming fist and an incoming kick, and, uh, just basically toss him onto his little setup, crushing it. Uh, this uh, frees Saiyan Reiji, and while they are able to break free and uh, advance, uh, they do not make first place. Instead, they get second place, uh, and this is enough to send them uh, into a point where they might not make it if they lose their next match. Aw, oh, beans. Yeah, this was an, a very wild episode. I really like that they're showing us oh. kind of... um. Hmm? Oh, I forgot to note. The post-credits scene. Oh, yeah. In, in the post-credits, Chairman Mashita celebrates with a glass of white wine, but uh, uh, there's a there's a kick at his door. Uh, it's Reiji, and he's here to uh, get some answers. Oh. I really like how this show... More lately than before, kind of like showcasing these interesting ways to do like a battle competition that's not just like punch, kick, beam, attack. Mm-hmm. Like having it be a race is really, really fun, especially seeing how different characters like put vehicles together mm-hmm. using that term very, very loosely. Yeah, i I like that. I like the little sharpshooting match because there's something really fun about seeing say having to like basically. Uh, control the Gundam like it's it it's it does seem a lot like he's just using a mouse to uh uh shoot a target in a first person shooter. Yeah he's, he's playing fucking Valorant. Yeah. Um uh, so it starts out it's a snowy day. Uh we get like a flashback of Isla being met with for the first time about gunpla battles and she's being promised that like you know her ability will increase and, and she kind of like she doesn't really seem too jazzed but she'll do it. Um and then in the present, she's, like, looking at her opponents, and they have, like, letter grades for some reason, and, like, Say's really shitty, and Reiji's, like, really, really good. Uh, but she, as she looks at Reiji's photo, she just wonders, like, why he does it for fun. How does he have fun with this? Mm-hmm. Curious. Uh, New OP yeah. is not as good as the first. Yeah, it's, okay, I, like, I I appreciate it. I like the visuals more, but I think the song's not as good. Uh uh, I love the little, like, bit where... I love it, like, showing all the, like, major fighters. I love the uh, the shot of, like, Chairman Mashita with, like, a cage and a Gundam behind him. Uh, mm. Like, it's... it's it's in- I mean, it's, yeah, it's interesting visually, but again, it's just, like, it's really hard to beat the first OP. Yeah. Uh, What's your take on it, Yuria? Uh, first one, probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
So, so after the OP, that's fine. Uh, the tournament progresses. We, I, I really do like that Say is kind of just in the build Mark II for this kind of like training montage. Like oh, the star hmm. build is Reiji's gunpla. Like Say's using the kind of like backup one. But again, he's like doing good enough that like they haven't lost anything yet. It's kind of amazing. Uh, I, I, it's really funny seeing like a bunch of Gundam take part in Tamaire. Which I did look this up. It is it is a game played by like elementary schoolers where they <laughs> take balls and throw them in, try to throw them into their baskets, uh, and whoever gets more balls in first wins. Uh, That's really uh, good. Yeah, all of the like players are. I I think the gunpla are divided up into like shirts and skins. <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. Uh, <laughs> We, we we see them in another round where they're in like kind of a, a, a three on three and it's them and Mao and a Mercurius. Uh, notably enough, the Mercurius is being highlight, piloted by a blonde hero, Yui, from Gundam Wing. So I guess he's also dead. Good for him. Um, he, he finally <laughs> he finally did it despite his best efforts. Uh-huh. Uh, Spike Lord of the Losers. Yeah. Oh, God. We can't. Uh, I'm sorry for reminding you of Glory of the Losers. <laughs> um... <laughs> And Mao, you know, Reiji's like, hey, why did you help us? And Mao's like, I'm helping you now so I can fight you at your strongest later. It's the warrior's promise. Uh, and they all eat their food later that day. And Chin asks Reiji about his injury. And he's like, oh, I'm fine. My wrist is back together. Um, and we, we learn that it's the sixth, quali- or, sorry, the sixth qualifier period has ended. We have the seventh and eighth coming up. And it's not really set in stone if they're going to win. Because, like, literally every single main character has also won all of their matches so far. So it's still, like anyone can make it into that final round of 16. Um, Mashita kind of like freaks out about how the kids are still undefeated. Uh, and he's like, you know, whining about how he doesn't want this to happen. And his assistant asks him why he cares about the boys so much. And he's just like, uh, what, uh, they bug me. I just don't like them. Just uh, don't like them. Has anyone questioned whether Say and Reiji have bad vibes? Uh, so he hires a fucking like underworld gunpla hitman. Uh, I fucking love that we have. I love the notion that uh, you know that there's an underground. Uh, there's an underground scene of just like cheaters. Like, yeah, I, I know. Like, I I know there's like history of this happening in like actual professional sports, but like it is. Funny. This is not a professional sport. This is yeah. plastic robots. Yeah, <laughs> and also he is basically set up. Uh, the way they talk about it does make it look like he's going to murder them. I mean, that would be so... Like, I, the show wouldn't do this, because this is clearly a show made for children. But holy fuck, can you imagine, like, a plot of, like, this dude trying to, like, assassinate them? Just, like, out yeah. of the blue? I, that would I want this... <laughs> Tomino just pops up and says, Reminder, this is a Gundam show. Yeah. <laughs> I I made this. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... But he, he his name he's codename C he's fucking agent 0047. Uh-huh. Uh, so Kirava announces the seventh period, which is a race. Uh, as Dan mentioned in the summary, only first place actually gets points for it. But you can use equipment, you can use tanks, you can use jets, you can use firearms, and we see everyone kind of repairing. Fucking this is important. Nils Nilsson is building Fun Saiki, the Gundam horse from G Gundam. Yes, I- I'm so glad the Gundam horse is here. I need to take my Master Gundam with Fun Psyche and my Sengoku Astray out of storage so I can put the fucking Sengoku Astray on Fun Psyche where it belongs. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. This is like one of the only horses I respect. Uh, I wonder if the 
sent Goku astray as he fits onto that uh, World Heroes version of... Ooh. Because they just came out with that, I think, this year, maybe. Yeah, it might, because SDs are so kind of, like, standardized in how they're shaped. It really wouldn't surprise me if it did fit. Uh-huh. That'd be that'd be really cool. Um, we, we see, like, we see C is spying. This is, God, this can be really confusing to say. Uh, Hitman, Agent 47 is spying on Say in his room as, like, Reiji leaves to go see the doctor to get a note that says he's okay and his wrist is back together. Uh, of course, he is doing fine, uh, and he meets up with Isla as he leaves that clinic. Uh, Isla was like, hey, Reiji. And Reiji's like, how do you know my name? And she says, I saw it on the television. <laughs> uh, and she just asks him why he has fun with Gunpla. And he's just like, uh, I have fun because I decided to have fun. That's my choice. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah, she does not like she does not like the notion that this is a fun thing. Yeah, uh, she's having a fucking character arc about it. It's fine. She'll come around. Uh-huh. Uh, and... Uh, we we get the match. Uh, we see Ricardo on his like Gundam bike, his Gundam unicycle. Sorry. I love his stupid unicycle so much. Mm-hmm. He's playing Gran Turismo, and he wins. Yeah, uh, I love like uh, what I, th- I was. This one of the suitor guys. Uh, uh, he yeah, it's it's uh, the German dude somewhere. I think the German dude gets fucking like blasted by Fellini literally yes. every time he shows up. He's he just, in a. It- a Lodo, I think. Yeah, he gets completely obliterated, uh, and uh, he he's able. Yeah, they win. Uh, we see everyone winning. Uh, I we do get to see uh, Niels on the Gundam horse. Uh, Giddy up, yeehaw! <laughs> uh, I was thinking earlier how it is funny that uh, the American representative gets like a samurai gimmick. Uh, is he the American representative? Yeah, they say it like they see like Mr. Al says it when he's like going over like all the competitors. Like Niels is representing America for uh, the uh, world tournament. That's so fucking funny. I mean, I guess Isla Yurkinainen is Swedish. So I would have yeah. fucking expected Niels to also be Swedish, but no, <laughs> damn, he's American. Fuck yeah, that rules. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That was part of his intro. It was really yeah, yeah. weird when I saw it. It's like, oh. He's Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> uh, so so we see Rawl is driving China to the arena, and he's like, oh, he slept in. He's late. Um, this is when he reveals he's 35, and she's like, excuse me? <laughs> You're 35? Um, which is he's- very funny, considering Rambo Rawl from Mobile Suit Gundam 0079 is 35 years old. They're both 35 years old? That Like... <laughs> It's really funny to me, and I realize that in <laughs> in in uh, five six months and five years, I will also be thirty five years old. This is the so- hardest thirty five I've ever seen. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's a it's a heavy thirty five. Let's be clear. <laughs> it's anime it's a, years. I mean, yeah, he is like a a fucking like battle hardened soldier, but thirty five, Raul, are you okay? We uh-huh. gotta take you to like Ulta and get you some fucking like s- s- some products, man. <laughs> oh, it's rules. I love Rawl so much. He's the character of of, of ever. Uh, he sees C in the parking lot, and he tells Gina to go on ahead. Uh, I guess he knows enough to know that there is a gunpla underworld, and knows that there are gunpla hitmen because he goes after this guy as if like knowing who he is, which is really wild that he knows all this. 
This is just becoming Mega Man Battle Network at this point. Oh my god, it is. Oh my god, it really, really is. Damn. And it will be when Build Divers happens. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like uh-huh. the, the computer isekai. Go! <laughs> Gundam the MMO. Yeti. The Gundam MMO. Um, and, they also, and they also put Mega Man Battle Network in the fucking new Pokemon games with those two new guys. We can't uh-huh. escape it. It's the year of Mega Man. Next year, the Battle Network uh, collection comes out. Very excited. And then yeah. Mega Man Legends 3. Oh. 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 Beans. Oh, oh no. beans. Wow, I am being a huge downer he's, today. He's still on that move. <laughs> I bring up Glory of the Losers and I remind of Legends 3 being canceled. Ugh. Energy swords for Mega Man Volnut. May he rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, so they, they begin their race. Um, Ragey and Say like rocket ahead of the entire grid and they all just like start shooting at him which is according to plan because he has the cool absorption shield so they just like slurp all the beams up and go into discharge mode and just like basically lap everyone mm-hmm. um, when they get over the lake in the second lap though they are ambushed and pulled underwater by something called the Hell Zeong Marine this is this this caught me off guard because so I love the Zeong. It, it, it's the suit Sharazm will use at the end of double, uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. Of uh, the one that you don't need legs in space. It's the cool thing with like the rocket arms and the weird like red antlers and like the giant like heart shaped uh, torso that ends in just thrusters. This thing takes that design and it takes the antlers and they kind of like point upward like double horns and it has these really long bladed nails and it has just like a bunch of tentacles and like pinchy arm kind of like laser looking things. This is terrifying this is really weird looking uh-huh uh, i don't think there's a kit of this unfortunately but there should be uh yeah uh and mr all like tracks him down and like he has to like get into a fight with him uh uh it is a he gets his ass kicked first first yeah, of all he really does get his ass kicked at first uh he's only really able to win because uh just sheer determination like he's got a big bruise on his forehead uh he he does like a thing where he where like uh uh C like punches him, he get he grabs a punch, kicks him, grabs a leg, and then just throws him onto like his little console. I like I also like it I it's fun that he's got like a little hijacker a little hijacker suitcase. Uh, yeah, I lo- like it it's it it's it almost feels custom robo to me. He pops this thing open and it like has a little screen and like the little like controlling orbs that he can use to to hack in. Very silly. And again, I don't know if C is actually based on anyone in particular, um like Gundam wise. But um cuz he's just he's a dude in a trench coat. Hell, I can't even find like a wiki page on this fool. So it clearly doesn't really matter what this guy is. But um Regardless, he, he throws C into his briefcase and, and the Zeong shuts down. So same Rage are able to destroy it. And like they use the RG system again, but like they put all of it in like their arms to like blast themselves out of the water and then just like fly ahead. And, and they use like the last of their God, I almost fucking called them pim particles. Uh, they use the last of their Plavsky particles uh, to discharge and speed boost. And they're kind of like neck and neck with the, the Buku tank that the Argentinian brothers are using. And it's just this really dramatic building music, and they come in second. Uh oh, they they run they they run out they run out of boost. 
Their boost meter ran out. This is so sad. I, this happens to me in Mario Kart all the time, and I get so mad. It's so sad. Second place, when you get this... Uh, it's still beat nearly everyone except one person. Oh, no. But you, you get, get no points! Eh. Yeah. Nope. Uh, uh, and, and, like, they're like, oh, shit, oh, fuck. And and, and you, it, it seems as if, like, they're losing. Clearly not with the next episode, but again, the fact that they get no points means that they haven't clinched it. And there's so many people behind them and so many people ahead of them that, like, now they're in 17th place. So they are currently out of the running unless they can get points for the next final round. Um, uh, and we, we get... Hmm? Yeah, we get a new ED. Uh, it, it's, this is some fucking, like, Mario 3D World-ass music. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I like him... I like the bit where uh, uh, Reiji, like, kit bashes Build Strike and just, like, Something near unrecognizable. Like he's got yeah. a, he gets like a big drill arm and the gun tank treads. It's funny. Um, I like it. Should have used those treads for the race. No. Would have won. Would have won. <clears throat> uh and yeah, we get the, the, the post credit scene of Reiji like busting into Mashta's office. Which is weird that this one's a post credit scene because they're usually separate from the next episode, but this is exactly what happens at the beginning of next episode. Uh-huh. uh-huh. They gotta assure people that he is actually gonna go after his ass for that. Right, yeah. That's where the episode ends. Um, <clears throat> and now it's time for us to talk about episode 15. <laughs> Fighter's Radiance. After Rawl exposits to the boys the reason C was after them, Reiji goes to confront Mashta. He clearly doesn't know that Mashta knows his identity, and just tells him that nobody better interfere with those trying their hardest in the tournament. Afterwards, Mashta nearly spills the secret of the Plavsky particles as he talks aloud, unaware that Nils is spying on him. The final round of this part of the tournament begins with the fighters having simple one-on-one battles. Say and Reiji are up against Ricardo Fellini, whose fighting spirit refuses to let them win, even though he has clinched his spot in the finals. After a grueling battle, both the wing Fenice and Star Build are completely destroyed in a tie, but that tie gives the boys just enough points to make it to the round of 16 on their way to the finals. This one kicked ass. Yeah. This is just like a, a fucking buckle up. We're going to like slam these Gundams together until something breaks. <clears throat> but don't actually do that. But don't yeah, because say has to say has to repair it. And Fellini uh-huh. also. <laughs> um, and especially don't do that real life. Do you know how fragile Gundams are? Oh, no. Um, this brought to you by my fucking high new Verkov's backpack has been really flimsy lately. Oh, uh, oof. Oof a doof. Yeah. I might be able to. Like, I forgot what the name of it is, but there's something to help tighten the hinge so it can attach. And if nothing else, I can cement it. No, that's true. Uh, so this one starts out with Rawl explaining, like, who C is. He's a Gunpla Mafia guy. So the organization is literally called the Gunpla Mafia. Um, and he deduces that, like, someone's clearly after the boys. So Reiji goes. He walks to Mashita to confront him. He, like, he beats all of his henchmen up in the hallway, which is kind of insane. Uh... But he clearly doesn't understand that Mashita, like, knows his identity because he's just like, hey, make sure this doesn't happen again. And Mashita's like, okay, yeah, sorry, man. Sure, whatever. Like, clearly not knowing that Mashita's the one who sent all this, sent all these guys up against him. Yeah, whenever a kid busted to my office and all my henchmen got knocked out, I'm just going to agree with whatever he says. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and there's only one round left to get to 16th place because the final round is going to start soon. Um, we finally learned that Mashita's secretary's name is Baker, uh, and he, he's, like, in her lap talking about how he's scared of Reiji, even though Reiji doesn't remember him. So I'm starting to think that Mashita might also be from Arion, based on what he's saying. Yeah. Uh, 
he almost like spills a secret about what the Plavsky particles are. And like Baker freaks out and runs to the window and looks around thinking she's being watched. And it turns out she actually is because Nils is fucking Sam Fishering right above the window. Uh, <laughs> he's got like this whole ninja get up. It's great. He's uh, very good. Nils rules. Uh, and Nils is like, damn, he almost said it. So we still don't really know yet, but we know that Nils is like trying to find out. Um, we cut, I guess, the next day. Meijin Kawaguchi is doing the fucking, um, that comic about the guy doing whatever. Oh, God. I don't know what that exercise machine is, but it's the one where he's like, I'm going to get so good at hugging. That's what he's doing. He's <laughs> he's getting really good at hugging with his exercise machine. Yeah, he's he's pumping iron. Uh, he He's told he's going to do, he's going to uh, go against a guy named Khalifa from Oman. Uh, mm-hmm. He has he doesn't know or care who this guy is, but uh, there is a more interesting match coming up. Uh, yeah, Say and Reiji are going up against Ricardo Fellini, and if uh, if they win, they will make it to they will be able to make it to the uh, tournament or the uh, the finals. And if they don't win, uh, they're out. Uh, they're they're fucking done. Gotta go home. Yeah. Uh, um, get, get get fired up. Uh, we see the battles are beginning. We see Luong Delara is uh fighting this gigantic like it's it's from Double O because I can see all of the, like the uh, Jin particle things on it. Um, we see Nils. He's fighting a Psycho Gundam painted like Zambot Three, which I noticed and I was like, oh shit, fuck. That's 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 from old school Mecca. <laughs> um, Mao defeats a Zanuck. Kawaguchi fights a Legend Gundam. And later that night, we see Karara, who is not in her uh, idol getup. She's just in her regular, like, civilian clothes because she has, like, the purple hair and the freckles. Uh, Fellini comes to hit on her, and she thinks that he's just saying hi because he knows her. But he's like, oh, I don't. <laughs> She's like, oh, shit, I didn't recognize you, Karara. After she, like, pulls her hair up and pigtails and be like, hey, it's me, you know? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it's, this bit's fun. Uh, yeah. They they have whiskey, uh she congratulates him and like points out, you know, you, if you threw this match, uh, then they would win, and you would you would all get to go to the finals. <clears throat> and this is like really weighing down on Fellini because, like, could I really throw a match? Uh, is it for a greater good? But I couldn't. I never would. I'm, it's not the warrior's way. I'm glad. I mean, like he kind of like awkwardly is like, "Oh, that's exactly what I was gonna say." Ha ha. But like, I'm glad that Fellini doesn't because again, mm. you it, 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 the warrior spirit. Yeah. yeah. Also, what would guarantee that the two would face each other again? Like this is this might be their last chance to actually fight each other. Yeah. It's it's just it's just round of sixteen. So like, if they're on other sides of the tournament, they have to make it to the finals together. And part of me kind of thinks that the finals are probably going to be Saiyan Reiji against Kawaguchi, so we'll uh-huh. see. Um, but, you know, it's this awkward moment. Um, and, like, as he thinks about it, he reflects on how cool Say himself is uh, for building the, such a cool Gundam like Star Build. He knows that, like, he's finally awakening his skills as a pro builder. And, like, he kind of wants to let the boys win because, you know... They're good boys, and they deserve to get into the finals. But, like, you know, it's not him. He has to fight them. He has to give it his all. He is the Italian champ, after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, he's, like, he's sort of, like, talking to Fenice, his Gundam, about it. Uh, 
Uh, and then we get some more, uh, gunpla battles. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know the names of these gunpla, so yeah. you tell me. Yeah, we see a gear Doga. It's firing its funnels at Isla, and Isla's like, oh, cool funnels, dude. Mine are invisible. Goodbye. Uh, she wins. And again, the boys walk by Isla after she wins, and they don't say hi because they don't recognize her in the suit. Um, but she doesn't fully walk away because she sees that Saiyan Rager up next, so she kind of like stands in like the, the wing or like the little like entryway, and her handler's like, hey, you're going to watch? You never watch. And she's like, well, I'm going to watch now, whatever. Uh, and the battle begins, and like, I guess they're. They're not, like, playing chicken. I think both Reiji and uh, Fellini are, like, thinking about ways the other's going to try and fake them out. So they just end up just, like, fucking knocking heads with their gunpla. Like, uh-huh. no weapons or anything. They just, like, straight up bonk into each other. It's very silly. Yeah. Uh, it's a great opener. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then they start, like, you know, shooting each other. Uh, they're in, like, this... Uh, they're they're in a DBC uh, arena. They're in a DBZ yeah, wasteland. Yeah, it's like the it's the canyon where Goku and Vegeta fought for the first time. It's a very like it's like dusk too. It's really dark out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, like they're gonna use the shield to like reflect beams, but Fellini just slices it in half. Yeah, um, Fellini's like out for blood here. As much as he like kind of wants to go easy on them, he's like actually fuck them kids because he like he busts the shield apart. He like shoots their thrusters off, and Kirara in the booth is like, "What the fuck? This guy told me that he was gonna go easy on them." Um, they're getting their asses like completely beat, and basically, like the star build is kind of left enough is destroyed that the star build has essentially gone back to being just like their regular build strike Gundam, where all it has is a beam saber. Uh huh. Uh, you gotta remember your roots, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, then like uh, they get an idea, and uh, so uh, at this point, uh, uh, build strike has had like an arm ripped off or something or no yeah, it, it's it's like uh, that happens at some point yeah it's just like it's it's a mess at this point yeah like uh it like they they go off into a cavern and set off a trap for uh fellini to get caught in uh and start like firing but then like fellini shoots the gun and like damages it so it's just the beam saber now uh and like they're they're both badly injured, and Fellini thinks to himself about his his like gunpla career of being a little boy playing with uh playing up with his Gundam, uh, and how like over the years he got like better and like modified uh Fenice further and further until it resembled its current form, and he w- he yeah. was at his current skill. He uh, built it to win, not to be just dis- a display piece. Hmm. Uh. And they're both, like, badly hurt. They're, like, missing arms. They've just got their beam sabers. Uh, and uh, uh, this is when, like, uh, they activate the real good system uh, and <laughs> uh, just go all out against uh, against uh, fucking, against Fellini. Uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're, like, really exchanging, like, close quarters blows they're shooting their little head lasers. They're uh, they're they, they do like a little beam saber clash. Uh, Fellini turns off his beam saber and like dodges the swing and like goes straight through the middle of uh, Build Strike. And then uh, Build Strike goes for the overhead. Uh, it's fucking cool. Uh, 
They're just fucking each other up real bad. It's brutal. Uh, this is the end of Metal Gear Solid 4. Yeah, and then they, like, punch each other's heads off. It's so sick. It's fucking... It's, this is Gunpla. This is little plastic robots, and this is, like, the sickest fight I've ever seen. Uh-huh. You're and pretty good. You're pretty, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fucking Gundamian Tuvant. Yeah, it's it's an Italian Tuvant, please. Uh, it's, a, it's an Italian Tuvant. Uh, and like they, they they end up clashing fists in one final struggle, and like an explosion happens, and as the smoke clears, they both are like they're standing for a second, and they both collapse like onto each other, mm-hmm. and it ends in a draw. Yeah, <gasps> and as it this, turns, uh, yeah, this was giving me a flashback to the fight with Izaku. Amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. very much like a fight to the finish. Mm-hmm. But instead of losing, they draw. So yeah. they're progressing. Yeah, it wasn't clear to me at first that they actually got points for doing this. Because, like, everyone's, like, completely silent. Like, there's, like, tears in everyone's eyes. And then, like, one guy starts slow clapping. And then the entire arena, like, slow claps to, like, this rapturous applause. And say, like, apologizes to Starbuild because he completely <laughs> fucked this thing up. Uh but they got two points, which makes them, uh, they are in 16th place now. And Mashita is like, shit, fuck, god damn it, these kids moved on. Uh, I have ah uh, beans, oh no. Uh-huh. Screw you, uh, man! Oh no. Uh, and like the last little bit, we see Sei and Fellini, they're, um, they're building gunplay together, they're repairing it, like asking for parts from each other, and like, Reiji's just like eating mochi on the bed, he's like, hey, is that fun for you? Mm-hmm. He's and cute, I like, they, it's, I, I want yeah. mochi. They say at the same time, it sure is. Yeah, God, it's just, it's a good show. I just, it's so nice that it's so low stakes and still has these, like, completely batshit moments like what just happened. Uh-huh. It's real I'm glad they, they at least acknowledge, no, they didn't actually get into the finals, because otherwise this would be a hell of a cliffhanger, not just I for the know, series, but yeah. for this podcast. Mm-hmm. I would have been like, what the fuck, I gotta watch it now! But yay, they did it, yay, hooray! Yay. It's good. Uh, and yeah, that those are the episodes this week. So I guess like a little more than halfway through the show, and uh, we're like now in the final round of sixteen. So unless we spend entire episodes on other fighters, or like what's more likely to happen, something bad is going to happen, and they have to postpone the tournament. Uh, I'm wondering how the rest of the show is going to be paced. But mm-hmm. it looks like based on the previews, the next episode might be about Say's dad. So who knows? Maybe yeah. a flashback. It, yeah, I think there's literally... about ten episodes left. Next episode's literally titled "Dad, We Meet Again." Hmm. Whoa. It's it's papa. time. It's time to meet Papa. Papa. Uh. So I have a Beyond Tune world. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Tune. All right. And I'm pretty sure this is not. No, this is definitely is not someone I've talked about before because I don't think I was doing Beyond Tune much for this show back when I did um, original Gundam. Because I'm talking about Masashi Hirose, uh, the voice of Raal. Oh. Uh, oh. This guy was born November 6th, 1947 in Osaka, Japan. And you might guess from his birth date that yes, he voiced Ramba Raal in the original Gundam. Yep. And he was, he was a, a spry 32 years old when he voiced him, not 35. Mm-hmm. But damn, like... He's he's been doing it for a long ass time since the mid seventies. Um, he has not. It doesn't seem like he's voice acted since twenty fourteen. Apparently, he was hospitalized. I don't. He's not dead, but he hasn't done any work since. So I hope he recovers and is doing well. Uh, regardless, though, 
the f- this guy's been in like a lot of 70s and 80s mecha stuff. Um, one of his earliest roles in 1978, he was in Daitarn 3 as Ghost. Uh, 79 in Gundam, he was Ramoral, like I mentioned. He's a bunch of background characters in 1980s Ideon. Um, in 1983, Votoms, he was Kan Yu, Dr. Fusen, and a bunch of other background characters. 1985's SPT Lazner, he's Gustero. 1985, my favorite show's name to say aloud, Dunkuga Super Beast Machine God. Uh, he's Godom. In City Hunter, he's Inagaki. In 1988's Gunbuster, more mecha, he is Yuzo Takaya. In 1988's Legends of the Galactic Heroes, he is Arthur Lynch. This one's kind of fucking funny, though. Uh, in 1989's Japanese dub of The Simpsons. Oh, uh, hell yeah. He's, he's Apu, he's Barney, and he's Sideshow Mel. Okay, sure. <laughs> wow. So whenever you see fucking uh, Barney from The Simpsons, that's Ramba Rao. Uh-huh. Uh, in 1992's Techno Man, he's Colonel Carter. Hey, here's one. 1994's G Gundam. Uh, he voiced the Emperor of Neo China, as well as a character called Douglas. And let me tell you, I don't know who the fuck that is. Uh, <laughs> Douglas, you it, know. It's oh, my friend Douglas from Neo Douglas. Uh, this is one I do recognize, though. 1995's Gundam Wing. He's Master O. He is uh, Wu Fei's Gundam Doctor, I think. Um, in 1996, a little OVA called the Gundam 08th MS Team. He is Baresto Rosita. Uh, he voices Kurt in Pokemon anime from 97. Uh, I guess it would have been like 2001, because that's when Gold and Silver came out. 1998's Cowboy Bebop, he was Fad. Uh, 1998's Get a Robo Armageddon, he was Dr. Stinger and voices him in like all of the Super Robot Wars that he shows up in, as well as like every other, you know, mecha character that shows up in a Super Robot Wars is his voice. In uh, 1999 One Piece, I don't know why it says 99 because clearly this happened later when it was like dubbed and for like a later arc. Um, he voiced a character called Riku Dold the Third, um, who is the fucking like king of Dressrosa. So that's like pretty recent anime wise for him to show up. He's an old man at that though. Uh, in 2002's Gundam Seed, he voiced Sahib Ashman. Uh, 2004's Paranoia Agent, he was Akihiro Takamine. 2004 Bleach, he is Oscar Joaquin De La Rosa. God, what a fucking Tite Kubo name. Dude, don't miss. Uh, he voices Hades in the fairy tale anime. Uh, in 2010, Umi Neko, he voices Hideyoshi Ushiro Miya. He is Risei Kotomine in 2011's Fate Zero. Uh, the last two are some pretty heavy hitters. Uh, so in a lot of the Marvel MCU movies, Avengers, Thor 2, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Winter Soldier, and Guardians of the Galaxy, he voices the Stan Lee cameo, which is kind of cute. Oh. Hmm. Uh, and he, here, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just looking at some of his other roles. Uh, well, I hope here. you haven't seen, I hope you haven't seen the fucking grand finale. All right, go ahead. in the Japanese dub of critically acclaimed 2010 game Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> He's Mr. House. Yes! That's so good. Rambo Rawl is Mr. House. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so fucking good. Uh, uh, I also want to point out, he voices in Umaneko when they cry, he's uh, Hideyoshi or Ushiro Miya. And, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, in uh, uh, Gregory Horror Show, he voices death. <laughs> Tremendous. It's so good that he's Mr. House. I can't get over that. That's like Ramba House. Ramba House. The how the Raw always wins. 
<laughs> and that's our Beyond Tomb World on Masashi Heroes. Say get well soon. We love you. Ah, <laughs> uh, and that's us for this week. Uh, good work, everyone. Where can we find us each other on the internet, Dan? Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at a lot of places. You can find those places at biggerchallenge.card.co. Uh, that includes the other podcasts I'm on, which include Pod of Greed, a Yu-Gi-Oh podcast I'm on with Max. Uh, we're very, very close to finishing Yu-Gi-Oh GX. Uh, two just, weeks away. Yep. Just uh, two regular episodes, one which will be recorded soon, and then a uh, re- then a uh, wrap-up episode. Uh, you can listen to the Sonic Shuffle, a Sonic podcast. Uh, uh, it's about Sonic stuff. Uh, the most recent uh, episode to go up was our episode 100 special, uh, uh, the Starline Shuffle, about Devin's favorite character, Dr. Starline, and his adventures in the IDW series, uh, Bad Guys. Uh, you can listen to uh, video games, the movie, the podcast, a video game movie review podcast I do with my friend Maxie. Uh, there, uh, our most recent recording was on, uh, Professor Layton and the Eternal Diva. That'll be, that should go up soon enough. Uh, our next one is going to be on the, uh, live-action Warcraft film. Uh, you can listen to, actually, yeah, that's, those are the main podcasts. Uh, also, there's my Twitter, uh, my Tumblr. Both of those are bigger challenge. There's, uh, my co-host, uh cohost.org slash big challenges and from there you'll be able to find uh like the other you'll be able to find like some of the other uh yeah you'll be able to find like some of the other co-hosts i made including the ones i made for those podcasts uh the one i made for uh uh my art and yeah uh and uh you can also visit uh at xbox underscore holiday where usher celebrates holidays with xbox uh this I know these episodes usually go pretty quick, go up pretty quick. So uh, while it's still November, uh, happy George H.W. Bush Death Day, Xbox. Uh, Yeah. All right. uh, That's it for me. Uh, Yuria. Uh, on the crumbling platform known as Twitter, you can find me at your gal Yuria. Uh, On co-host, you can find me at just Yuria. Uh, I have... Uh, both of those have my commission sheet pinned. I am currently looking for work for this holiday season while we are getting in the process of moving to the East Coast. Woo! East Coast, Beast Coast. Um, <clears throat> and I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion. As Dan mentioned, listen to Pod Agreed. We're almost done with GX. Listen and catch up so you can be, you can understand all of the fucking Pod of Greed lore so you can be ready to go when we start uh, 5Ds next year. Uh, you can go to Slappers Only Pod on Twitter and NVM the Trollocs on Twitter to listen to two of my other podcasts that haven't been updated in quite a while, uh, but will be at some point. And thank you to Noispace.xyz for hosting this show. You can go here and find our shows, many, many more. Uh, a lot of uh, quality abounds in Noispace.xyz. Go to Wowcool Podcast on Twitter and Wowcool Robot on Co-host, which I haven't really set up yet. Uh, to check us out there's discord links in the twitter uh little episode no header website one of those things it's up there it's also in every episode description so come hang out with us it's fun post your gunpla i need to live vicariously until my shipment comes in like february um and now that 
We are done. Whose turn? This is the sixth episode? Whose turn is it for Robot of the Week? Is it mine? No. I can't be right. Well, let me think. I think... One, two, three... Shit, it might be mine. Uh, I think so, because I've had two. Dan has two. Yeah, uh, let me think. I I think I've only done one proper Robot of the Week, but also... There was the week where we did, like, both of ours. Yeah, uh, so you've done two, Yuria, you've done two, I've done one. Okay, it is my turn, damn, shit. <gasps> my robot of the week. Oh, shit, I wasn't prepared, I'm never prepared for this. Um, Alright, I've been playing Pokemon, and in the G-Witch episode last week, I mentioned a Pokemon, and it's not gonna be that Pokemon. Um, But... It's gonna be one of the new Pokemon, and I need to look at this list to make sure to make sure I know. Mm-hmm. Hold on, fuck! I got this. I should have had this ready to go. Is, God damn it! There, it's so new. I haven't fully internalized all of the new Pokemon yet. I think the 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 future one are all like Iron something, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's uh, 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 there's a fucking whole. You know what? I'm not gonna pick a new Pokemon. I'm not going to pick a new Pokemon. I'm going to pick Golurk. He's kind of a robot, kind of not. He's sort of a ghost. But Golurk is a, gra- a ghost and ground type Pokemon. It's just like this gigantic, like, m- g- earthen statue uh, being piloted from the inside by some kind of spirit. He's really cool. Uh, one of the, honestly, one of the coolest Gen 5 Pokemon, I think. He's kind of a robot. I'm, He's for very my robot intense- designed. Yeah, for my intents and purposes, he's a robot. Um, he's just this really cool guy, really pleasing color scheme, really fun to use. It's again, just like this, just fucking hit you real hard, earthquake, shadow punch type shit. Yeah, um, I love his design. Oh, his design is so good. He's got the spiked shoulders. Oh, I'm I'm now looking yeah. up Mega Golurk, which looks even more like a mech. Well, that's going to uh, be, that would be a fan design. Uh, there's oh, not a Mega in actuality, unfortunately. God but yeah, a lot it. of the Mega Golurks kind of like, there, there are many Mega Golurks, and a lot of them lean in more of just like, make him like a Centurion robot, which again, hard to go wrong that way. Um, but he's a delightful creature. We love Golurk. Uh, and that's my robot of the week. So, right. uh, thank you all for tuning in. Next week will be... Uh, which week after will be more of build so as we always say if i remember it right buy our toys wow full robot buy our toys bye bye that's all that's right i was bye. like fuck do we have any more to say no we don't goodbye nope. bye <laughs> bye go 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 shit get out of here